Okay, so this one is about the nature of constraint. And constraint is, uh, this, this kind of links into the one I did about uh, attack. Um, where I talk about attack, the nature of attack. The purpose of attack is to um, create surrender. <laughs> and, you know, when we're trying to force someone else to surrender by attacking, um, in, involved in that is, a, is an unwillingness for us to surrender ourselves. And within nature, the ideal scenario is um, that both parties surrender and when both parties surrender, that leaves open the opportunity for reconstitution. Um, and that means wipe the slate clean and let's create something entirely new where we, um, where we utilize what is um, still valuable um, to create something that is relevant to the here and now. And so in nature, where we see the attacking of a bond between different atoms, if a, um, if a bond becomes unstable in an atom, um, it's seeking that stability again. And when an atom is, uh, catalyzes uh, with, with something else, uh, a bond is attacked and it forces surrender of an unstable bond. And, or multiple unstable bonds, and that what that does is it liberates an atom, and that atom can then reconstitute with something else by establishing new and stable bonds. So constraint. <laughs> so I want to bring this into. Uh, it's a subtle difference, um, but it, it's, it just enables us to look at um, a constraint through a different lens. So if there's an unstable bond in an atom, it's a constraint that the molecule is wanting to become something else. And so something needs to, else, something needs to be liberated in order to create that stability. And so the bond is attacked. Now, in business, for example, or even in politics, um, the same thing is relevant. If there is... If there is a bond, and you can look at a bond, you know, in business or in politics, um, you can look at a bond as the law. This in, in a business, there's some kind of agreement that is creating a constraint. Uh, in in politics, there's some kind of law that's creating a constraint, and the nature of the of the law of statute at the moment. There are, it's deliberately seeking to create constraints in order to contain the behavior of the people. Now that's um, semi-effective, but nonetheless, uh, there are so many constraints and that's the nature of the law of statute is that it's constituted of a framework that constrains something or someone and um, nature doesn't do it that way. Um, well, it, let me reframe that. Nature does actually do it that way. So, for example, 
you know, an acorn. I've used this metaphor quite a lot. If you plant an acorn in the ground, it's constrained by its constitution, its DNA is its constitution. So its constitution will determine what it has the potential to become, and it can only ever become an, uh, an oak tree. So it's constrained by the by its constitution. Um, and so, but what it what nature does and uh, provide for is reconstitution. So at a um, at an atomic level, there is a mechanism for liberating um, a a constraint. And in nature, if we planted an acorn and it begins to grow and it's in a specific environment, then the way that it's growing will de determine what we do next. So let's say it's beginning to grow into some other plant. There's a constraint. What we do is we remove the constraint. So it's trying to grow a specific way. It's trying to become what, and realize it's... Um, dormant potential which is its constitution, its DNA it's trying to become what it has the potential to become, if there's a constraint like a weed, then we remove the constraint or if it's something else that we also want to be able to grow uh, we remove the constraint but at the same time we enable the other thing that is constraining it to continue realising its potential and it's no different the approach to take in business or in politics. We want both of these things to grow. One of, one of these things is constraining the other. Um, so how can we enable, how can we remove the constraint and enable both of these things to continue evolving and becoming and realizing their full potential without constraining the other? Now, it, it's, I know I'm oversimplifying it, but the truth is that in politics and in business, we um, we forget that the power that we wield, and in business, if there's an agreement, some form of agreement or bond that we've established at a moment in time, and let's say 12 months later, that agreement is constraining us. We have the power to reconstitute it. We have the power to mutually surrender and acknowledge the constraint, and to reconstitute that agreement, so that both parties can continue to evolve and become and realize their potential. Reconstitution. And what we do uh, in society at the moment, now it, it is a, it's actually a minor tweak when you think about it, but the impact of it is immense, and that is that with our legal system, we look at precedent, <laughs> and we say, well, you know, 10 years ago, there was a legal precedent set and we determined that in this scenario that this uh, that this is what justice means in that scenario and so quite often a precedent that's set in the past and like a long long time in the past is utilized to, to determine whether something is justified now and that's a major problem because it's unnatural what we need to do is we need to say, okay, this is the law now. The nature of this law now means that 
um, this is the definition of justice. Do we still believe that? Do we still believe that this is what justice is now? And if it isn't what justice is now, we need to be able to reconstitute. We need to be able to surrender and attack that bond, the bond that says that this equals justice now. We need to be able to attack that bond and surrender that bond and to reconstitute it and say, okay, in this now moment, this is what justice means. Now, there is a, there is a mechanism, of course, for us to, um, you know, lobby government, so, um, you know, get them to submit a bill, see if that bill gets passed. But there's a there's a disconnect between what's happening in um, the judicial system on a day to day basis. You know, there the our, our system is based upon a trinity already, and I speak about the trinity a lot. Um, you know, ju- judicial, executive, and leg- legislative. And they're independent of each other. And it's good. It's it's meant to be that way. But there's a disconnect. There's not a translation. Um, Well, there is, but it's not adequate. Um, And so the... um, There there needs to be greater, um, you know, collaboration. And I think uh, we need to... We need to understand that the way that nature wants to arise, you know, the acorn wants to become an acorn. And, you know, the pine tree growing next to it wants to become a pine tree. If the, if, if the process of the pine tree becoming a pine tree is impeding the oak tree, it's not about saying, well, this is the law, and so the oak tree has to be impeded. <laughs> we reconstitute the environment. And so there needs to be a mechanism to trigger um, an intervention. And that intervention we would call, you know, in nature we would call that intervention, it's some form of attack. You know, in chemistry we would be looking for a catalyst. We would be looking to introduce something into the environment that catalyzes an attack on the bonds that we want to surrender. So understand that at a political level, it doesn't matter whether you believe what's going on in um, Russia and the Ukraine is evil or that Putin is just a bad man and, you know, there's this plotting in a sinister way. Um, what matters is that in this now moment, there is, from Putin's perspective, there is something that the Ukraine is refusing um, to surrender and there's something from uh, Russia that Russia is refusing to surrender and what what exists right now is an inability to understand the impediment to, to understand the constraint and this is why I'm talking about constraint right now because there, something is constrained Something's majorly constrained, and we no one seems to know what it is. It, it, it could be an emotional thing, could be a, an emotional driver, you know, bitterness from the past, um, and so it could be pride. Who knows? But we have to reveal the constraint. 
we have to understand what that constraint is. And as of right now, everything in the media is about all of the symptomatic stuff that's actually happening in relation to the attack. But no one understands what the constraint is. It, you know, is it to do with the oil? Is it to do with the gas pipeline? Is it to do with the tariffs that Russia is paying? Um, in, in what way is Russia constrained from realizing its potential? And um, because in a scenario where the constraint is seen and understood by everyone involved, and there's a commitment from both parties to, you know, like the oak tree and the pine tree, to for both of them to stop constraining each other, but also continue to evolve and thrive. You know, there is a scenario where you don't need a catalyst. So, you know, the, the chemist in the lab wants to liberate atoms so it catalyzes a change and that catalyst attacks the bonds to force them to surrender. But in a, with human beings, we can make a mutual decision to surrender, to both surrender. And when we bo both surrender, when both parties surrender, the bonds are liberated and there's no need for attack. This is how you negate attack, is reconstitution. You reconstitute something that is here and now to become something entirely new that is without constraint. But you have to surrender the bond. You have to. You have to surrender that bond, or be prepared to surrender that bond in favour of reconstitution, something entirely new where the pine tree and the oak tree can realize their full potential. And so in life and in business, you can really simplify it if you want to. You can simplify the way that you live your life by dedicating or devoting yourself to understanding the constraints. And when you, un when you understand the constraint, you can surrender the bonds rather than, because, you know, if you listen to this podcast, you know that I talk about the universe a lot and how it's a self-regulating perpetual system. And when you understand that this universe is continually expanding and it needs all of the assets that it contains to dissolve their barriers or their resistance to receiving energy, um, so that they are capable of appreciating and, and creating wealth, a, a surplus of energy, then this single change alone puts you in alignment with the universe because it needs you to um, surrender <laughs> your constraints. And, you know, lots of spiritual people, they call this karma or... Um, you know, like they're being punished or, you know, some act of God. But really the universe is attacking your constraints all the time. And, you know, a lot of people in the spiritual realm and, you know, self-help and self-awareness, they talk about it as resistance. You're holding resistance. You're this, you're that. When in truth, all it is is that you, you've got constraints that are being attacked by your environment. Um, 
and this is how you'll live your life unless you're consciously seeking out your own constraints and surrendering them so that something new can be reconstituted. So if you're ever feeling pain um, in your life, emotional, physical or otherwise, it's always caused by a constraint. And, you know, I, I find that when people tell other people you're holding resistance, you're just being resistant, you're holding resistance, it's so ignorant. <laughs> to sell, tell someone they're holding resistance is about as ignorant as it gets. Because all of us are. Every single bond of the atoms on your, in your body, um, the bond that it's forming is, is a form of constraint. It's constraining something. So you are simultaneously resistant and in a state of allowing. And every atom in your body is in the process of appreciating or depreciating. So it's becoming more stable or it's becoming less stable. It's, it's, it's either radiant um, or magnetic. Uh, well, it's a combination of both because it's a toral field, but um, it, it is either um, expanding or decaying. I, I say appreciating or depreciating. It's the same thing. And so your entire... We need both. <laughs> we need constraint. So the, the oak tree needs to be constrained by its DNA in order to become something unique and, and beautiful like an oak tree. Without those constraints, if it had no constraints whatsoever, it would just be pure plasma. It would just exist as latent potential and could not become anything. So we need to be constrained. We have to accept that what we want is we want to be constrained. It's a, it's a fundamental component of nature. We want to be constrained and we want to have the, to hold the power to reconstitute ourselves perpetually. And in that scenario, it's devoid of pain because we don't see our constraints as limitations then. If you, if you have the, the power to reconstitute when you come up against a constraint, when you recognize a constraint, you're not limited by it, you see. So understand, we want to be limited. The oak, we want to limit the oak tree to becoming an oak tree. We don't want it to be able to become a banana tree as well. We don't want an oak tree to be able to become a pine tree. Otherwise, we could never experience the uniqueness of every form of life. So we want to be constrained, but we want the power to reconstitute those constraints perpetually because I've realized that I want to become something more. So I want to reconstitute myself so that I can realize more of my potential. And this is where you start living in harmony with the universe. Because if you're intentionally reconstituting yourself to surrender your constraints, then you're in harmony with the universe in the way that it does it. And if you're not reconstituting your constraints, then 
those constraints will be attacked by the environment around you. And this is what pain is. And so don't, don't be harsh on yourself and call it resistance. Oh, I'm in resistance. I'm holding resistance. Just understand it's, you, you're yet to discover the constraint. Once you find the constraint, you can surrender it. And um, Or you can put a plan in place to surrender it. You know, you don't have to surrender it straight away. So if you look at, if you bring it into the political realm, with the Ukraine and Russia, for example, you can recognize the constraint, but you're not going to surrender it until there's a solution in place. And this is what um, I would call um, the introduction of grace into the into the um, surrender of a constraint. Um, another simple example would be if you have a job and that job is constraining you because you've got all these other gifts and skills that you want to utilize, but you still need to pay your bills. You've got no obvious way to pay your bills by utilizing um, your true gifts. And so you're not going to surrender the bond to your um, current job immediately. But what you are going to do is you are going to put in a plan to transition with grace. So you start off with a side hustle. You get one customer on the side. That one customer turns into five, ten, and at some moment you will feel safe surrendering the bond to your current job. And this is what grace is. An act of grace is means that we are acknowledging a constraint early on, and we're we're consciously creating the ending that we want to take place. That's the only way to introduce grace into your life is that you're consciously seeking to surrender a constraint. And the only way to surrender a constraint and feel safe at the same time is to consciously create that ending. And that ending means what is the new beginning that I can move into. And we call call the, the space between the ending and the beginning transition. You know, I would actually call it a state of limbo in a positive sense. A state of limbo means that you're just becoming, you know, you're not moving backwards or forwards. The constraint still exists, but you're also making some progress, but it's neither backwards or forwards. So that's what transition is. It's the state of grace in between an ending and a new beginning. And you have to claim it. You have to own it. You, you're the creator of all of it. If you're waiting for something to happen, <laughs> it will happen, but you'll experience it as your constraints being attacked by a, an outside force. <laughs> you see? And that's how Ukraine's experiencing something right now. They're experiencing um, a constraint being a- attacked by an unseen force. Well, it, they they know what that force is, and that's how lots of human beings feel when they um, are either unwilling or unaware of what their constraints are, and so they feel like they're being attacked all the time. So, um, you know, it's like if you look at the oak tree, 
if that oak tree is is re, is resisting becoming an oak tree, it's going to be in pain its whole life. Because its destiny is within its blueprint, it's within its DNA. Its constitution, being its DNA, determines what it's going to become. And so destiny isn't this mystical um, force of, you know, something is something's determining what my future is going to be. <laughs> you have DNA. <laughs> and so imprinted within your DNA is the potential to become something unique and truly magnificent. And just like the oak tree has the potential to become a magnificent oak tree. If the oak tree resists becoming its magnificent, realizing its magnificent potential, it will be suffering the entire way. In the same way, if you resist becoming what's contained within your DNA, if you resist that, you're going to suffer the whole way. You have within your DNA encoded something that you're destined to become and it's unique to you. You've inherited it from all of your ancestors. Unique gifts, skills and abilities, perspectives that enable you to become something truly unique that and magnificent that has never been seen before. Now if you resist becoming that, you will suffer. And the solution to that suffering is, is to seek out your constraints. In what way am I constrained now? In what way do I feel constrained now? Once you realize that, how am I ready to surrender this constraint now? No, I'm not. Because if I surrender this constraint now, I would feel unsafe. I would feel um, at risk. Okay, so how can I get myself into a state of being willing, ready and willing to surrender this constraint? And there is your plan to transition out of that constraint and into a solid state. Not a, not a solid state, a stable state. And you're creating your own grace. So remember, your destiny is within your DNA. The potential of what your DNA is trying to enable you to become, that's your destiny. And so to align yourself with that is to consciously transition out of your constraints and into a stable state. And this is how you live with grace. And so if you feel attacked, it's time to surrender. <laughs> And you don't have to surrender straight away. All you need is a plan to transition with grace. Okay, so I'll leave it there. That's it for now for the nature of constraint. Talk soon.